pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. affiliated with China's People's Liberation Army have infiltrated critical services here in the U.S. Alexandra Hoff joins us now from our nation's capital. Alex, this is not good. No, it's not. I mean, this infiltration appears to be part of a broader effort to insert chaos into our logistical systems. The information collected could then be weaponized if the U.S. and China were to become engaged directly in the Pacific. According to reporting from The Washington Post, citing multiple U.S. and industry security officials, China's cyber army, army is invading critical U.S. services, like an attempt to break into the system behind Texas's independent power grid. Other victims include a water utility in Hawaii, a West Coast port, and at least one oil and gas pipeline according to that report you're seeing there. Brandon Wells, executive director of the Department of Homeland Security Cybersecurity Agency, told the Washington Post this, quote, it is very clear that Chinese attempts to compromise critical infrastructure are in part to pre-position themselves to be able to disrupt or destroy that critical infrastructure in the event of a conflict to either prevent the United States from being able to project power into Asia or to cause societal chaos inside the United States to affect our decision making around a crisis. The report notes that over the past year, hackers affiliated with the people People's Liberation Army in China have accessed the computer systems of about two dozen critical entities. And if you're familiar with how things have been going in the U.S. financial or banking system recently, uh, things are not in a very good state at all. And regardless of if, in you know, if there would be or will be a cyber attack in the near future, um, the banking and financial system in the in the United States is in uh, deep doo doo, right? So. Right. Uh, if you're the big banks and the intelligence agencies, you want to avoid what happened after the 2008 economic crisis where there was unprecedented anger at Wall Street because the whole hope and change Obama uh, psyop essentially is probably not going to work again. So how do you allow that collapse to happen because it has to happen in such a way that the banks and the government are essentially blameless well, have a cyber attack happen and you can literally blame any any nation state or group uh, for that hack. And we know this because of what WikiLeaks published right before Julian Assange was completely silenced and then later uh, arrested and dragged out of the Ecuadorian embassy in London, uh, Vault 7. Uh, which revealed things like the Umbridge program, among other things, that U.S. intelligence and other intelligence agencies that are affiliated with this WEF partnership against cybercrime have the ability uh, to place the fingerprints of any nation state actor they wish, including Russia, China, Iran, and really North Korea, any other group uh, as well, uh, not just nation states, put their fingerprints in a hack they actually commit themselves. And this is very significant because this offers, you know, these intelligence agencies unprecedented ability to have uh, to conduct false flag operations in the cyber realm. And uh, this group specifically has a lot of solutions aside from, you know, things with the banking system that they cannot really justify implementing unless there is some sort of large cyber attack. So what does the WEF partnership against cybercrime want? 
Um, they're very open that they want a regulated internet and they're essentially seeking a policy that was, uh, efforts were made to implement during the Obama administration in the U.S. They called it a driver's for the internet. Um, so essentially what this, um, public private partnership that the WEF is pushing for is for every person's access to the internet to be tied to a digital ID uh, or a government issued ID, but presumably a digital ID just because of where government issued ID programs are all uh, going essentially around the world. And the goal of that, of course, if you're ideas linked to your internet access uh, intelligence agencies know exactly what media you are consuming uh in terms of you know what you read and also what you post online and that has been the goal for a very very long time um so people aren't necessarily going to consent to that unless uh, they are made to believe that anonymity and privacy online are dangerous so um how exactly can you convince people that that needs to happen? Well, you have some sort of event where anonymous hackers um, do something online that causes major disruption globally, and then the consent can be manufactured through fear and panic, as, as is often done, uh, that anonymity and privacy needs to be eliminated, that we need to know exactly who is doing what online to prevent a calamity of that scale from ever happening again. And this is the exact solution that these guys have been cooking for a very long time. And the intelligence agencies involved are Israeli intelligence, British intelligence, and then the U.S. Secret Service, uh, FBI, and Department of Justice. And you have several of the biggest uh, banks in the country, like Bank of America, um, involved directly with this group, as well as major U.S. tech companies like Microsoft and Amazon uh, partnered with all of this. And uh, this is exactly what they're seeking, and they have all the tools to allow something like this. Uh, to happen. And when you have the fact that some of these actors want a, re a, a war where the U.S., for example, goes to war with Iran, among other things, and they have the ability to attribute, um, you know, cyber attacks of any scale to any entity at all. And uh, this is a big problem because when these alleged hacks take place, whether it's blamed on Russia, Iran, or China, the headline will blame these countries. But if you actually read the article itself, they don't actually have the evidence to make that case. They say, we believe it's this country um, or that it's a group affiliated with this country. And their reasoning ranges from, you know, they'll say things like we have medium probability that it's, you know, you're tied to Iran and, you know, all these, um, you know, uh, phrases that show that they don't actually have evidence. And then there's an effort to manufacture consent um, potentially for military action based on based on all of this stuff. So it's definitely very alarming and people should be paying attention to it when you consider that you have the biggest banks involved, the biggest intelligence agencies, um, and some of the biggest tech companies in the world. And another thing that this WEF group is, is seeking um, is for uh, banks, banking regulators and intelligence agencies to essentially fuse their operations under the guise of cybersecurity. And the more you think about that, the more insane it is. Welcome back to an unfolding story in real time. China's been getting real fucking ballsy from attacking Australian Navy, naval officers doing a, a practice, all the way up to Taiwan Strait. Ta China's been making big fucking moves. And here we go with a story that is currently, as of the time recording, still unfolding and still happening in the US in real time. 
America under attack. China's cyber army hackers infiltrate key U.S. infrastructure. <clears throat> Art article by Jamie White. Now, this article started and originally came out on December 11th, and let's continue on. Hackers, hackers affiliated with China's People's Liberation Army have launched a cyber attack on the U.S. power and water utilities, communications, and transportation systems. The Chinese military has infiltrated critical U.S. infrastructure in an effort to sow chaos on America's systems. Hackers affiliated with China's People's Liberation Army, PLA, have targeted the U.S. power and water utilities, communication, and transportation systems, according to the government and security officials. We have a tweet here from Benny. America under attack. Chinese China hackers infiltrate key U.S. servers, services, power grid. Let's watch this clip. Post reveals hackers affiliated with China's People's Liberation Army have infiltrated critical services here in the U.S. Alexandra Hoff joins us now from our nation's capital. Alex, this is not good. No, it's not. I mean, this infiltration appears to be part of a broader effort to insert chaos into our logistical systems. The information collected could then be weaponized if the U.S. and China were to become engaged directly in the Pacific. According to reporting from The Washington Post, citing multiple U.S. and industry security officials, China's cyber army is invading critical U.S. services, like an attempt to break into the system behind Texas's independent power grid. Other victims include a water utility in Hawaii, a West Coast port, and at least one oil and gas pipeline according to that report you're seeing there. Brandon Wells, executive director of the Department of Homeland Security Cybersecurity Agency, told the Washington Post this, quote, It is very clear that Chinese attempts to compromise critical infrastructure are in part to pre-position themselves to be able to disrupt or destroy that critical infrastructure in the event of a conflict to either prevent the United States from being able to project power into Asia or to cause societal chaos inside the United States to affect our decision-making around a crisis. The report notes that over the past year, hackers affiliated with the People's Liberation Army in China have accessed the computer systems of about two dozen critical entities. All right, moving on. That campaign is meant to disrupt logistical and economic systems in the event of a U.S.-China conflict in the Pacific over Taiwan's, over Taiwan's independence. Pull the microphone a little bit closer here. From the WAPO, urgent. Keep Alex Jones in the fight against NWO. Please pray and contribute. Okay, moving on. Among the victims are a water utility, our water utility in Hawaii, a major West Coast part, and at least one oil and gas pipeline. People, people familiar with the incident, told the WAPO. The hackers also attempted to break into the operator, the operator of Texas's power grid which operates independently from elect electrical systems in the rest of the country. Several entities outside the United States, including electrical electric utilities, also have been victimized by the hackers, said the people who spoke on the condition of anonymity. Because of matters sensitive because of the matter sensitivity, no one or none of the intrusions affected industrial control systems that operate pumps, pistons, or any critical infrastructure or critical function or cause a disruption. U.S. officials said, but they said the attention to Hawaii, which is home 
to the Pacific Fleet and to at least one port as well as logistical center suggests the Chinese military wants the ability to complicate the U.S. efforts to ship troops and equipment to the to the region if a conflict breaks out over Taiwan. You would think the U.S. would have learned not to station much uh, in the ports of Hawaii given history. You know, it wasn't exactly a, a secure location before now, was it? From Tony Segura at Tony Segura on X. Breaking. This is an absolute massive Chinese cyber attack on the United States, and it is growing rapidly. Most experts are saying that they have never seen any attack of this magnitude. So what's next? If you read my post, you already know. Let's watch this video real quick. Seems to be a map of the hacking in real time. Seems to be no audio. But there you go. I'm sure someone in the comments is more uh, addicted to explaining exactly what this is. Perhaps. Alright. The hackers... The hacking effort sheds light on China's cyber army called Volt Typhoon that was first discovered by the U.S. government earlier this year, according to the Microsoft Threat Intelligence Report published in May. The group was, quote, pursuing development of capabilities that could disrupt critical communications infrastructure between the United States and Asia and Asia regions during future crisis. The state-sponsored Volt Typhoon Group used stealthy programming techniques to target critical communication infrastructure, which affects nearly every major sector in America after Joe Biden took office. Volt Typhoon has been active since mid-2021 and has targeted critical infrastructure organizations in Guam and elsewhere in the United States. In this campaign, the affected organizations Ban the communications, manufacturing, utility, transportation, and con pardon me, <clears throat> construction, maritime, government, in uh, information technology, and educational sectors. Wow, that is a massive fucking slew of reach to get involved with. All right. Observed behavior suggests that the threat actor intends to perform espionage and maintain access without being detected for as long as possible. Senator Dan Sullivan, a Republican from Alaska, last week warned China's military has the capabilities to carry out Pearl Harbor-style surprise attacks on the U.S. They absolutely do. That's kind of why I said what I said earlier. Quote, I think we need to be very vigilant, especially now. Xi Jinping, Pooh Bear has stated that he wants to be ready to invade Taiwan by 2027, he said. Quote, so vigilance now is critical. All right, uh, Dan Sullivan is joining us right now. Uh, Senator, what do you make of what he is laying out there? The possibility uh, that the Chinese could do the, the modern-day version of a surprise attack, but this time uh, w with a much... Much more able and massive army, navy, you name it, to make it happen. Um, it sounds imponderous when you hear it, but he, the way he went through the battle systems they've set up and how they could isolate us in, in that region uh, if they wanted yeah. to take over Taiwan and beyond is a little scary. You know, this is not long of a video. I'll actually just go over here. 
put it in this and hit play. December 7th, 1941. A date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The day after the Pearl Harbor attacks 82 years ago that changed the world as we know it and got a reluctant United States, anything but that, into World War II. That was then. The surprise attack is the stuff that has befuddled historians and so many experts since. We have seen other such attacks. Obviously, 9-11 comes to mind. But could any country pulled off what Japan tried to pull off back then? I got the chance to catch up with historian and security expert Harry Kazianis, who has a great column in today's New York Post, where he talks about how China has been patient simply waiting for the moment to do something that Japan did, but with a lot more preparation. Because if you think about it, Harry says, the Japanese really had months to prepare for this attack on Pearl Harbor, whereas the Chinese have been doing it for the better part of decades. Take a look. We might be thousands of miles away, but we wouldn't be gone militarily, and it would be a, a back and forth, the likes of which could be ruinous, something that was not the case at the time the Japanese risked going after us to preclude our involvement in the war. What do you think? It would be the, the epic struggle of our time. I, I think China right now is an even greater threat than the Soviet Union. When you look, Neil, at just the military capabilities the Chinese have developed over the last two decades, they have stealth fighters, mainly because they stole F-35 and F-22 technology. They have aircraft carriers, powerful aircraft carriers, now almost four. Reason why? They stole technology from a lot of military contractors from the United States. Hmm. They're developing advanced submarines. They're basically stealing our blueprint of military superpower dominance, and they're trying to be able to use it against us if they could in the war. All right, uh, Dan Sullivan is joining us right now. Uh, Senator, what do you make of what he is laying out there? The possibility uh, that the Chinese could do the, the modern-day version of a surprise attack, but this time uh, w with a much more able and massive army, navy, you name it, to make it happen. Um, it sounds ponderous when you hear it, but he, the way he went through the battle systems they've set up and how they could isolate us in, in that region uh, if they wanted yeah. to take over Taiwan and beyond is a little scary. Yeah, Neil, there's no doubt it's scary. And as a country, you know, we always have to be very vigilant for those kind of sneak attacks. I think his broader point, though, is exactly right on. In terms of the correlation of military forces, certainly in the Indo-PACOM region, region um, it is now starting to dramatically favor China. China has the largest navy in the world, a huge air force. And what are we doing right now? The current Biden budget shrinks the army, shrinks the navy, and shrinks the Marine Corps. Next year's Biden budget will have us below 3% of GDP spending on defense. We've only been below 3% of GDP like four, time, four, uh, four or five times, Neil, in the last 70 years. So we're going in the wrong direction. China is undertaking the largest peacetime military buildup in history, and we're cutting our forces. It's a huge challenge. You know, they have done things in a technology sense, Senator, that, that we could never have envisioned. They have the ability right now to knock out a lot of our satellites. Uh, some are suspicious, as is, you know, Harry Kazianis, about what they're doing on the moon. It's very secretive there. So we can, you know, get you paranoid here. Others have seized yeah. on what Harry's been saying and say, well, uh, it's self-destruction. If they go after us and watch a surprise attack, they know we'll respond many times folding and that uh, it will be the same result that, Ch that Japan experienced. I'm not so sure that comparison is, is, is accurate, but what do you think? 
Well, here, here's the bigger issue that's the good news. In terms of major strategic advantages over our adversaries, be it Russia or China, we still have great strategic advantages. What are they? We still have an incredibly professional, lethal military. Um, we have energy resources and natural resources that Xi Jinping dreams of. We have an incredible network of allies that are a huge um, uh, source of American strength. We have a very dynamic economy. And we have this, Neil, a commitment to liberty and democracy. Now, that might sound quaint, but as you know, Xi Jinping and Putin and the Ayatollahs in Iran, they fear their own people. That is a huge area that we need to exploit over the years. If we strengthen these areas of comparative advantage, uh, we can take them, but we, are, we shouldn't be undermining them, which is what we're doing in a lot of areas, especially with regard to the military. You know, the, 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 there is a camp of people who worry about the Chinese, uh, you know, starting a war with us uh, because the, the time and the moment is right. Now, a lot of people go back centers, you know, and say, well, they're in a world of economic hurt right now. Um, a lot of their factories are slowing down. Their real estate is a mess right now. It's crumbling. Uh, so we, we sort of take you know, comfort in that, saying, well, they're too messed up to do anything like that. Is that dangerous? Oh, you look at history, and you know this, Neil. When dictators are having problems at home, they often use the, they often divert attention by creating um, uh, overseas invasions, by invading their neighbors. So there's a long history of yeah. when things aren't going bad at home, that they take it out on their neighbors. So I think we need to be very vigilant, especially now. You know, Xi Jinping has stated he wants to be ready to invade Taiwan by 2027. And so uh, vigilance now is critical. And by the way, the best way to have deterrence in the Taiwan Strait is to be strong, not weak. Weakness will um, encourage certainly uh, more adventurism from the Chinese. Yeah, and when you assume timing is, is not right, it was the Japanese ambassador to the United States that was meeting in Washington with his counterparts only days before the December 7th attack. So you don't take comfort in that either. Senator, very good oh. seeing you again. Thank you very much. I'm going to Brian Kilmeade. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to click to subscribe to the Fox News YouTube page. This is the only way that I know for sure that you're not going to miss any great commentary. Alrighty. Now, let's continue on. <clears throat> when dictators are having problems at home, they often divert attention by creating overseas invasions, by invading their neighbors, he added. This comes just weeks after Democrat California Governor Gavin Newsom, along with key members of America's tech and government elite, rolled out the welcome mat for Chinese dictator Xi Jinping during his visit to San Francisco. Right here, got a little video. Xi Jinping, one of the biggest mass murderers in history, his predecessor, Mao Zedong, killed over 80 million of his people, conservatively. And so many of our leaders admire communist China. And look at the images of U.S. soldiers you see that right there? Holding a communist Chinese flag. Ugh, that violates that. federal law. There are federal laws that no U.S. soldier or commissioned officer at an official ceremony will hold a foreign flag. That's what the emissaries from the other group do. But nope, it's all about flaunting it in your face. Back that back up. Now they're pulling down American flags all over the country and hoisting the Palestinian flag. Ukrainian flag, the UN flag, always the latest thing. Who ordered that young man to have that flag? Now, that's a big deal. Symbolism is important. Excited ever! What? 
It's coming down. Woo! Xi Jinping, one of the biggest mass murderers in history, his predecessor, Mao Zedong, killed over 80 million of his people conservatively. And so many of our leaders admire communist China. And look at the images of U.S. soldiers. You see that right there? Holding a communist Chinese flag. That violates federal law. There are federal laws that no U.S. soldier or commissioned officer at an official ceremony will hold a foreign flag. That's what the emissaries from the other group do. But nope, it's all about flaunting it in your face. Back that back up. Now they're pulling down American flags all over the country and hoisting the Palestinian flag, the Ukrainian flag, the UN flag, always the latest thing. Who ordered that young man to have that flag? Now, that's a big deal. Symbolism is important. Here's some video uh, shot clandestinely at the big corporate meeting with all the big tech heads and BlackRock and State Street, Apple. There they are giving Xi Jinping a standing ovation. Here it is. Americans, are you enjoying your fentanyl? Your president is retarded. And we own your children. Ah. Do not visit Infowars.com. Wow. Unbelievably disgusting. Xi Jinping scenes of Red Dawn 2023 in San Francisco as Biden and Xi enter four hours of talks. China Xi draws standing ovation from U.S. business leaders and some doubts, Wall Street Journal. After Biden Xi meeting, Chinese media strikes a positive tone. Yes, there they are, walking his puppet. Ha <laughs> ha! Biden meets Xi Jinping in San Francisco. Does the Chinese leader shake hands in a luxury estate for Crunch talks of Taiwan, fentanyl, and climate change try to repair spiraling tensions. And what was really done as he drove through the parade grounds of San Francisco, flying messages of communism and the communist Chinese flag, the banner which has flown over more murders and death than any other flag in world history easily by a number of two. <sighs> On the agenda is U.S. will cut more carbon and China will do nothing. They always pledge to do nothing. Of course, carbon's good. They're building three coal power plants a month. I'm sorry, a week, excuse me. And we're shutting down multiple ones a week. Literally cutting the U.S. power. What do you mean they cut the power? Game over, man. Game over. But that's... Where we are, U.S. lawmakers question Apple over John Stewart's China content. That's right, they admit they took him off his show because he criticized Xi Jinping. First, it's Alex Jones. Tim Cook led the deplatforming of yours truly. 
five years ago, and now it's John Stewart. Analyst, Xi signal shift in tone for China on U.S., but can it last? So here's what happened. Trump stood up to it, made its number one energy exporter in just a couple years, advertised America was open for business, trillions flooded back in, and now, as soon as they remove Trump through fraud and through the China virus, as they call it, like a trap door, business is closed again, and you see the spiraling collapse in industry, in manufacturing, in energy, in Target and Walmart, all of them, and they're the top of the food chain. They've got 5 to 10% drops this year in sales because we're in a depression. What's that? Three quarters of recession uninterrupted. Definitely in a depression. But now for the big boys, they're consolidating power. They're consolidating control right now. Of course, Biden famously called Xi Jinping a dictator and got asked about it again yesterday and said, well, hey, what's the big deal? That's what he is. It's their system of government. Like Trudeau said, it's a basic dictatorship. Let's 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 play that clip of O Biden uh, talking about that. But first, China decries Biden's off script dictator Z comment is extremely wrong, even though he is a dictator for life. Oh, the Politburo, a group of a couple hundred party dictators, a plutocracy and oligarchy, uh, well, whatever you want to call it, you have a, a, a ruling body that dictatorial. It's not one dictator. They they then made him the dictator. So in their twisted logic, that means he's not a classic dictator. What the hell does that mean? A dictator can be elected, as Hillary reminded us, Hitler was. But when they start banning their opposition and censoring and controlling and and. and arresting the truckers for protesting lockdowns and then, and then you admire dictators you say well i admire dictatorship what do you admire most in the world trudeau i admire basic dictatorship of xi jinping here's a clip of biden So he is, enough of them, he is a dictator, but we're not supposed to say it. Like two men can have a baby, but we're not supposed to say it. All right. So you want somebody to stand up against the club. Let's make sure Ordering that... And Lauder's breath. Is it just an ad now? Fast read. All right. It's continuing on. Actually, no, we're not. That is the end of this article. We're going to look at a couple comments real quick and wrap it up. From the Gov6. Did I tell y'all mofos I'm a missile commander? Yeah, also the number one mofo in my hood that knows the code to countermeasures. You're talking to, uh, like, a mofo here. What's going on? Dark white checking in. That's the deal. Get the fuck out my way. All right. <laughs> Where is the last starfighter? We got you, buddy. I'll, F I'll, I'll, I'll fire up Berlin mos Masquerade. When you hear the price we paid to get me here, you're going to love this shit.
the Gov 6, it's going to be a big one. Send everything and bring all your ships. Yo, I'm from Georgia. We got y'all's victory parties lined up. All you got to do is listen to Dark. And all my people come home, like Tom Cruise says. I never seen a Georgia boy get hurt. It happens sometimes rarely, but not on my watch. Okay, that was an absolute schizophrenic level of comments right there. But that being said, we're going to wrap this episode up here. And I shall talk to y'all later. Bye.